0: What's a case manager and can you really go on a cruise to learn how to become one? Let's talk all about case management with my guest Deanna Gillingham of the Case Management Institute right here on this special bonus episode of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful you're here, whether you're tuning in for the first time or you've been hanging out with me on the airwaves for months or perhaps even years. Thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is always all about you and your nursing and healthcare career. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, medicine, and beyond. And did you know you can leave a rating and review for The Nurse Keith Show over on iTunes and Apple Podcasts? That really, really, really helps other people find the show. And if you did that for me, pretty please email me, hit me up, let me know you did so. I'll thank you on air and read your review for everyone to hear. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this particular bonus episode of the Nurse Keith Show, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash case management. And today we're joined by my friend and colleague Deanna Gillingham calling in from Mexico. Deanna, welcome.
1: Thank you, Keith.
0: Thank you. And we are here because we're talking about case management and we especially want to make sure people understand that case management week happens in the middle of October every year. Isn't that right?
1: Yes, it does. It's the second full week of October every year.
0: Right. And this year when we're recording 2019, it's October 14th to 19th. So Deanna, for nurses out there who don't really understand what nurse case management is all about, can you explain in a nutshell what case management truly is?
1: I would love to. I think one of the best ways to do that is um, the definition of case management, which comes from the Case Management Society of America. And it says that case management is a collaborative process of assessment, planning, facilitation, care coordination, evaluation, and advocacy for the options, services, and resources to meet an individual and family's comprehensive healthcare needs through communication and available resources to promote patient safety, quality of care, and cost-effective outcomes. And I know that sounds like a very sterile (laughs) explanation. So, I like to say we help our clients get the care they need, when they need it, where they need it, in a safe and cost-effective manner.
0: There you go. All right. So, two different definitions. And are case managers always nurses?
1: No. Actually, case managers can be any licensed healthcare professional. Most are nurses. A little under 10% are social workers, but we also have pharmacists, we have um, doctors, we have physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, anybody who can do an independent assessment of a client can be a professional case manager.
0: Okay. And for the nurse out there who works in acute care, say ICU, telemetry, med surge, whatever, there is... The notion that a case manager is basically someone in the hospital who, when you're getting ready for discharge, gets the insurance together because the person might be going, let's say, to assisted living or rehab, right? Or they want to make a referral to home health and the case manager makes sure all those things go smoothly. So, is there more to case management in the acute care setting than that?
1: There is. That is transitions of care, which is very important in case management. But the case manager in the acute care setting also they are a liaison with the insurance company, making sure that the authorizations are received. you know as nurses, we care for the patient at the bedside and we don't care if they have insurance, don't have insurance, have you know a wonderful insurance plan, no insurance plan. but for when you're trying to get them into a rehab or a skilled nursing facility, they're not going to let them in unless they know they have insurance. So that's where we are a liaison with the insurance company and with the other the other places that we may want to send that patient to, whether it be home care, a skilled nursing facility, or other. Um, We also are advocates for the patient. So Mm -hmm. sometimes when the patient may want to go home and go back to their, their own home, aging in place is really big, sometimes we can set things up so that that can happen. So we may have to meet with the family and with other people to see how can we get this person back to where they want to be.
0: Right, right. So there's a lot more to it than some of us might think in the acute care setting. And then there's case managers who do all sorts of other types of work. And I just want to point out first that you've been a registered nurse for how long?
1: Over twenty-five years.
0: Twenty-five years, just like me. Okay. Yeah. And you're a certified case manager. You're an author. You're an entrepreneur. And you've been working in the case management area for a lot of that time. And You've done transplant case management. You've worked in med surge, dialysis, oncology, hospice, SICU, L and D. You've worked in the ambulatory world. So you've even done agency and travel nursing. So you you understand what nurses are capable of because you've worked in so many different settings as a nurse and with other nurses. So are there qualities that you personally would look for in someone who would make a really good case manager? Like if there's a nurse out there thinking, I don't really know if I, I wanna deal with insurance and deal with people in that particular way. So what are the personal qualities you think are important?
1: Well, I definitely think having an experience or a background with patient care is important, whether that be in the acute care setting or in a doctor's office or somewhere where you've um, home care, somewhere where you have been dealing with patients because you do have to be able to talk to the patient and help them understand their treatment plan. You need really good communication skills because you're, you're the liaison between the nursing home and the doctor and the hospital and the insurance provider and that patient. So, you have to be able to communicate with everybody. I always, I like to say that case managers trade their stethoscope for the computer because Mm. we do a lot of work in the computer. So strong computer skills. And when I say strong, I don't mean that you have to be able to write a program, but, you know, understanding Microsoft Word, Outlook Mail, maybe a little bit of Excel, being able to um, access the computer system that the hospital is using to get things from the chart, put things in the chart, those Mm -hmm. types of course advocacy we want you know we being a patient advocate is a big part of being a case manager so if you have that underlying desire that you always just want to do more for your patients and make sure that they're getting what they want those are some of the things that I would probably put on the top of the list
0: Right. Okay. So communication skills are key. And I would assume because you're working with patients often in a vulnerable position, maybe they don't want to go to a nursing home, but you know, they have to, and they realize they have to too. So I would assume a lot of empathy often needs to be expressed by a case manager when working with families or patients under duress, right? And I'm assuming you should be probably pretty emotionally intelligent and relationally intelligent because all of these conversations and relationships you have to navigate.
1: That's exactly right. Um, You know, Motivational interviewing is one of the skills that we Mm. learn because we have to be able to find out what's important to that client and then let them know that we're on their team, we're on their side, and we're trying to get that goal for them and trying to help them to see the best way to get to that goal.
0: I see. Okay. So we'll have something in the show notes about motivational interviewing um, so that people understand what that is, because it is a very specific skill. It'd be great for people to have more of an understanding of that. And I'll try to remember to put some links to um, some previous stuff I've done on emotional and relational intelligence, because that's important too. So you have the Case Management Institute. So you train people to become case managers. And we're going to talk about that later. But tell me, how does someone actually get into case management? What do they actually have to do? Is there a certification that's absolutely essential to break into case management? Because people do come to me asking me this periodically. So for the nurse out there who's like, "That's actually quite interesting to me, and I wouldn't mind trading my stethoscope for a computer." <laughs> um, so Diana, we've talked a little bit about what it means to... Be a case manager and after the break we are going to talk about the case management institute because we can talk about your case management course that you provide for nurses but first can you tell us a little bit about what it looks like to be a case manager and especially how to break into it and do you need to get certified to even be considered for a position
1: That's a great question, Keith. Um, To get into case management, a lot of times you just need to know somebody, so your network. Networking with people you've worked with in the past that may be working in case management, um, joining something like the Case Management Society of America, or going to one of their local chapter meetings and Reaching out to people and asking them, "Are you hiring? Would I be able to shadow you? I'm interested in case management. Optimizing your resume. Um, the things that would make a great floor nurse, like you know, being able to start an IV or being ACLS or you know BLS and all that, that doesn't go very far in case management. So transitions of care, um, patient education, patient advocacy, those are the the words that they're looking for. Your LinkedIn profile, obviously, optimizing that and then getting some education on things that you wouldn't normally have education on on the floor. Um, So it's very possible to just walk in and get a position, but it depends on where you want to work in a hospital setting or in an insurance company setting or workers' compensation.
0: So workers comp, all those different things that we can get involved in. And I just want to mention that back when I lived in Massachusetts in the early 2000s, I was what we at the time were calling a care manager. And I worked for a nonprofit HMO out of Boston. And it was a very, very special program. And I was stationed with a bunch of other nurses in a community health center, a federally qualified community health center in Springfield, Massachusetts. And I care managed, or you could say case managed, anywhere up to like 60 very complex patients, often with HIV, Hep C, diabetes, addiction, mental illness. Other than that, they weren't very complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you, you talked about trading the stethoscope for a computer, In my particular position, that was not the case because I would do home visits, I would even draw blood on my people who maybe were too sick or couldn't get out of the house, I would assess them, I do head to toe assessments on a regular basis. So we had a very, very special relationship with the doctors at the clinic, and I could even round in the hospital on my patients and read their charts. So it was a very kind of groundbreaking, kind of cutting-edge form of case management. So I just wanted to point out that there are some, I think it's probably rare, positions like I had where you are a case manager and you do a lot of computer work, but this particular position, I was all over the city visiting people, meeting their families, visiting them and the, when they're in the hospital, you know, rounding on my patients and doing a lot of computer-based work too. <laughs> so, have you heard of a lot of positions like that or is that unusual?
1: Um, it is unusual, but it's growing because of the way that healthcare is being reimbursed now. Oh. People are looking at the outcomes more than they're looking at getting paid per service. So how do you reach these people that are the highest cost members and the highest utilizers? And if we can get out there and reach these people in their homes if they can't get to the hospital, they can't get to their follow-up appointments. So in a lot of areas, this is something like you said, it's new and they're testing out the waters. And I think it's something that's going to be growing a lot in case management. And they're going to need a lot more of these people as we move from the fee for service payment system.
0: Oh, okay. I see. So financers are driving a lot of the changes within this particular area of, of healthcare.
1: Yes, the um, value-based payment system is paying on value. They want to see that the COPDers are not coming back into the hospital, and the congestive heart failure patients are not coming back into the hospital. But sometimes they're not coming back in because they can't get to the pharmacy to get their medications, or they can't get to their follow-up appointments. So that's where a case manager may come in, and sometimes they just oversee and make sure by via telephone. There's a lot of telephonic case management, mm-hmm. but in some areas, especially in um, Certain geographical areas, they are looking at alternative ways of reaching these people.
0: I see. Okay. All right. So there's more to it than meets the eye. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the Foundations of Case Management course that you teach, the Case Management Institute. I want to talk a little bit more about Case Management Week and what happens during that week and what people can watch for. And we'll also talk about your Facebook group and a cruise that people might be able to go on. And we will get to that right after the break. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty nifty premiums and gifts Directly from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nursekeith to read all about it. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash nursekeith. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi weekly message just for you. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please. Consider referring them, and if they become a paying client, even if they do one session, you'll receive credit for one hour of coaching with me, and there's no expiration date on that credit, and you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. Remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits over time. What a deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic. All right, we're back. Thanks for hanging out on the Nurse Keith Show on this special episode for Nurse Case Management Week. And the show notes can be found at nursekeith.com forward slash case management. So Deanna Gillingham, thanks for hanging out here on the second half of the show. Thank you, Keith. Sure. And before the break, we talked about the basics of case management. I spoke about a job I had that was a little unusual in the case management world, but you said that's becoming more the case now, those types of positions. And we talked about your history and the definitions of case management. And you, you enlightened us somewhat about what a case manager actually does, which some of us don't really understand. So... You are the CEO and co-founder of the Case Management Institute, LLC, and I'm assuming the other co-founder is potentially your husband?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Yeah. He's a wonderful <laughs> guy. I've met him. He's a lovely person, and I know he's one of the, or maybe the backbone of the organization besides <laughs> you. Maybe you're the heart and he's the backbone.
1: Yeah, I think that would describe it very well. Okay. Um, I, do, I do the case management stuff and he does everything else.
0: Okay. Wow. So you're like, Avi, do this, do that.
1: <laughs> yes. So you
0: basically you have a honeydo list for him every day.
1: Yeah. He handles all the tech stuff and he has the business background. So right. he's teaching me as we go along.
0: I see. And if he questions you, you can say, well, Avi, I'm a CEO, so you got to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I try not to pull that card too often.
0: <laughs> well, just keep the card in your pocket just in yes. case and you can whip it out when you need it. Okay. So talk to me first about case management week, which happens the second full week of October every year. And in 2019, it's October 14th to 19th. So, what's special about that week? And what are some of the things that happen that people can watch out for?
1: Well, the purpose of this week, other than to just um, have organizations highlight case managers within the organization and have, you know, a little party or something like that, we actually want to get out there and educate the public about what case management does, what case managers do. A lot of times when we walk into the patient's room, they don't even know what a case manager is. And we're like, hey, I'm your case manager. And they're looking at us like, what is that? Who are you? So, you know, in one respect, I want to get the word out there to potential patients and clients that we are on your side, we're your advocate. But I also know that sometimes nurses on the floor or other places can look at us like the ones that say, no, that's not covered. No, we can't do that. We need to do this. And it's um, I'm trying to build goodwill and better friendships between the nurses and the case managers and let them know that we're all on the same page. We're all looking to help that client. We just need to, we help them actually by letting them know the the rules that we have to work within to get the patient what they need.
0: Oh, so there can be a little friction because the nurse is like, this patient needs X, Y, or Z and the case manager has to be the bearer of bad news. So you don't want to shoot the messenger, but people probably right. do. And it's like, I'm sorry, But that patient's insurance doesn't cover that. And then the nurse becomes apoplectic because they can't believe that this thing that the um, patient needs isn't covered. So you're probably you're stuck in that place of having to explain something that you probably also feel isn't right.
1: Right. And a lot of times it can be covered. I mean, when I worked in the insurance company, I would Call out to the nurses and be like, look, I know this patient needs this because I've been following them for six months, but I need it in writing. I need something, the documentation. I know it's there. I know they qualify for this. This is what I need. And so the case manager can be your best friend because instead of you going through, you know, I'm I'm used to paper charts. That's how long it's been since I've been in the hospital. But instead (laughs) of you going through that big old chart trying to look for and say, what in the world do they want? I can tell you this is exactly what I need. I need this progress note that says this or I need this post surgery note that says this. I can tell you exactly what I need and then you can get it to me and then we can all move on and the patient can get most importantly what they need.
0: I see. So you have to do a lot of explaining. You have to be very diplomatic and be <laughs> able to navigate some of the I guess you would call politics of healthcare, right? And then right. you probably have to also be we talked about motivational interviewing with patients, but you probably also need to be fairly assertive because if you're talking to someone at the insurance company and you're trying to convince them of something, you send them all the documentation, you know, you scan it and fax it over, or whatever. And then you have to get on the phone with that person at the insurance company and be your most charming, convincing self <laughs> yes. and say, okay, so how can we work together on this? So I'm sure it's, it's a lot of politicking, it sounds like.
1: It is. And it's a lot of relationship building. That's why that's one of those things that I think are one of the most important skills for a case manager. If the case manager at the hospital builds a really good relationship with a case manager at the insurance company, and she says, look, I know that the paperwork doesn't show it, but there's this, my gut is telling me this guy's really sick. They're going to respect that because they've been there. They know. They've you know they've worked with that patient where where you can't put your finger on it but something's going on right and and they're going to respect that whereas if you have been avoiding their calls you won't call them back you're like just listen to me he needs to stay so it's it's a mutual respect for both the utilization review or case manager at the hospital and the case manager at the insurance company and building those relationships really helps a lot so that's why i think that's one of the more important like you said those interpersonal skills That the emotional intelligence, so that we can work with each other and keep the focus on the patient and what the patient needs, and how can we make sure? Because just because Medicare has rules or the insurance company has rules. The case manager is the one who understands those rules and can help you to get what you need. So reach out to them and say, hey, this is what the patient needs. How can we make sure that they can get that? And sometimes it's not through the insurance or the payer source. Sometimes it's a community resource or some other way that the case manager has. We have a lot of tools in our pocket that we can pull out.
0: Yeah. And I guess as a nurse case manager, too, that you just need to know a lot of people. And, you know, I talk about networking all the time and you've already mentioned it earlier in the episode. So, you know, networking first to be able to find a case management job or get your foot in the door, but then you have to continue networking, which I tell everyone to do anyway, but who listens to me? I don't know. (laughs) But you keep networking because as a case manager, you need to have your finger on the button of every resource that's possibly out there. So you need to talk to people, meet people, check out what people are doing, see what other organizations or resources are in the community. So you need to have your Spidey sense like pretty, pretty sharply tuned, I would think.
1: Yes, and continual education is really important for case managers for that very reason. You need to know what's going on in the insurance industry that may impact your clients, what's going on with Medicare or Medicaid that may impact your clients, as well as what's going on in healthcare that may impact impact your clients. Right.
0: Right. Now, before we say goodbye, I definitely want to dig into the Case Management Institute, which we mentioned, and your CEO, um, Avi, has to accept that, that you're CEO. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, So you are yourself building a case management workforce in, you know, from your own perspective by training people in what you call the foundations of case management course. And is that something people go to the com and they sign up for the course? Is it right there? And is it something you teach in webinars? Is it an online course? How does it work?
1: Great questions. I think we want to back up just a little bit and let people know why this course is important. When I started in case management, I was given a book. I didn't even know what case management was. I'll be very honest with you. The person who hired me convinced me that I was a good fit for it. And I kept telling her, but I don't know what a case manager is. How can I accept your job offer. And so it took me a while, even working as a case manager, to know what my job was, what my role was, what I was supposed to be doing. Um, Yes, I can learn the tasks, but you have to know the theory behind what you're doing. We go to nursing school and we learn the theory, then we go onto the floor and we practice that theory. And case management is different enough from nursing that there was a gap there. So I, I do have a Facebook group. We have about a little over 10,000 members of case managers and a lot of people 10, in there. 10,000 members? We do. We have wow. 10,000 members in our case managers community Facebook wow. group. And the newer members were saying, the newer case managers were saying, you know, I need help. I, You know, this is so different. You know, I, the learning curve is so great. And even if you work for a great company with a great preceptorship, you're still not getting the philosophy of case management. You're not getting the case management process. You're not learning those things. Like we learned in nursing school before we went onto the floor. It's a little bit different in case management. You're not learning the insurance company rules and how Medicare works. And these are all things that Case managers, really, if they could learn them before they got on the floor, it would make their job so much easier. Uh-huh. So we met that need with our Foundations of Case Management course. So this is something that if a nurse is interested in case management, this would some be something that would help her to transition from a bedside nurse or a nurse that's working in another area into case management. We teach the insurance principles. We teach the case management process. We teach ethics related to case management, which can be a little bit different than nursing ethics. There's just a few little things that We teach um, transitions of care, levels of care, and we have a very interesting arrangement with um, one of the software tools that many case managers use is called MCG, and that's the computer system that tells you whether or not something is covered. So does the patient meet the criteria for inpatient stay? Do they meet the criteria for that procedure? So we have an interesting arrangement with MCG which is a software company that many case managers use to determine whether or not something meets qualifications for continued stay, inpatient stay, a procedure, and we are allowed to teach our case managers this software where they actually get in and can use it hands-on just like they would use it as a case manager. So that's part of our training, along with the other things that we teach the case managers.
0: I see, so if someone takes your course and they learn how to use that kind of ubiquitous common software, and then they apply for a job as a case manager, they can use that as leverage to say, hey, I've already been trained on MCG, and that gives me a leg up over other candidates for this position. So, and just to clarify, your course, the Foundations of Case Management course, is not the case management certification we talked about in the first half.
1: No, for right. case management certification, you have to have already been working as a case manager for a minimum of one year. So it's kind of a catch-22. A lot of employers want certification, but you can't get certification until you are working in as a case manager. And the same thing was happening with the um, MCG when people complete our course, they can then go to MCG and ask to be MCG certified. And Many employers want people who have MCG experience or are MCG certified, but you cannot get it unless you work for an employer who uses MCG. Can I so bang my a... head
0: against a wall now?
1: <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> yes. So we saw this again in our case managers community Facebook group where people were saying this is a problem. And so we went to MCG and we asked them, would you allow us to teach this to our our people? And mm. they said, yes, you can.
0: Awesome. That's great. And I'm assuming this case management Facebook group is private or that you have to, you know, be in touch with yes. you and be involved. You have to take the course to be in this group.
1: Actually, it's it's a closed group, mm-hmm. but you have to answer some questions um ah. because we we are just a little protective of our group. We don't want you know, at just anybody in there, the questions are simple. Are you a case manager? And you don't have to be a case manager. If you say no, but I'm interested in becoming a case manager, we will let you into the group. We just, um, we don't want people selling, you know, their fingernail polish or something like that. (laughs) so.
0: So you don't have to take the course to be in the group. No, you just have to be in touch with you and get, get allowed into the group. Okay.
1: Right. You just have to answer the questions. And we have several moderators that will screen to make sure that the right people are getting into the group.
0: Okay. So you have the casemanagementinstitute.com. You have a Facebook page called facebook.com forward slash the stay at home nurse. So is that case management as well?
1: That's actually my business page. Um, I started off my business as the stay at home nurse. Ah. And then when I was actually doing this contract as a business person, you'll be interested in this. And I was doing the contract with MCG, which is a very big corporation. And I put our company was the stay-at-home nurse LLC. It didn't look real good. Um, And and we've grown. We've grown from the stay-at-home nurse to the case management institute. We now have products and services and resources. We're now building the case management workforce where before we were just like Hey, get your certification and work from home.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you may need a Facebook page for the the case management institute sooner than later as it grows. (laughs) Yeah. You're also at Twitter at stay at home nurse and LinkedIn, Deanna Gillingham, and we'll make sure there's links to all of that so people can can find you and connect with you. And wonderful. If you're a listener out there and you want to connect with Deanna and speak with her definitely hit her up at Institute.com or go to LinkedIn, the link that will be in the show notes and send her a, I always say, personalized invitation to connect. Say, I heard you on the Nurse Keith show. I'd love to meet you. So do that for me. That's really good homework for someone out there who really earnestly wants to meet Deanna. So finally, I did promise right before the break that we were going to talk about a cruise and you do live on the Caribbean in Mexico. I've been to your home, though. I know you moved since I was there and you're looking, you're sitting at your desk, overlooking a bay of the Caribbean sea at the moment. Aren't you?
1: I am. Oh
0: my gosh. And this cruise I'm assuming is a case manager's cruise.
1: It is. Oh
0: boy. And do you have to be a case manager to go?
1: No, you do not have to be. You do not have to be a case manager to go.
0: But why would someone go if they weren't a case manager? Because they want to go on a cruise?
1: They want to go on a cruise. They want to learn more about case management. Um, We offer continuing education for case managers. There's a specific continuing education case managers need that if once they're certified, we offer RN and social worker um, continuing education. So- how the often subjects,
0: does... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry well, to Well, the
1: subjects are case management related, but if somebody is a registered nurse who's looking to get into case management, these would be good continuing education credits to be able to put on their resume and say, I've taken these courses oh. or the, I've, I've attended this continuing education on these subjects.
0: Okay. So there's another leverage point. You can do the course with you online and then you can go on the cruise, get continuing ed and really buff up your resume as a new, earnestly seeking a job case manager, right? So you can set them up for getting out there and being able to talk the talk and walk the walk, or is it walk the talk, whatever whatever they want to do. That sounds fun. And where does the cruise go? And it must be different every year, or is it the same route every year?
1: Um, this route is very similar to the one we did last year. This is our third annual case managers cruise. Mm-hmm. It'll be the um the Eastern Caribbean if it's still there. Um we're experiencing some hurricanes oh, I know. now. So I know. yeah. So if the Eastern Caribbean is still there, we will be visiting those islands, um, Puerto Rico, Bahamas, I don't remember the other ones, but it's more—it's a lot of fun. We always enjoy it. It's a week-long cruise. There's a lot of networking. It's not just continuing education. We offer at least twelve hours of continuing education, along with networking, fun, um, entertainment,
0: and a cruise. And a Cruise, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're on the water. And All you can eat. Yeah. What kind of what time of year does the cruise happen?
1: So the cruise is going to happen the end of March into the beginning of April.
0: Uh, not during hurricane season.
1: Exactly. Okay.
0: Well, we know at the time of this recording, I just want to take a moment, a pause to send blessings and thoughts out to the people of the Bahamas, especially because a lot of the Bahamas is underwater right now. So we hope that they can recover and that you can visit them and spend lots of money there in March and help their economy. So, exactly. yeah, just a moment for those people there who are suffering. And I know not not a lot a lot of people died, but enough people died and got injured and lost their homes that it's it's a pretty big deal. So, you know, for anyone out there who wants to donate definitely go for it because there's plenty of people out there who need your help. Anyway, that was a little digression. So I just wanted to point out that you have served on the board of directors of the case management society of America. You have also been a member and continue to be a member of the national nurses and business association, and you serve on the board of directors of the playa del Carmen seaside rotary, whose mission is helping Playa's children and Playa del Carmen is nearby where you live on the coast of Mexico, correct?
1: Correct. And one small correction, I was actually on the foundation of Case Management Society of America, so it was a separate board.
0: I see. Okay. Well, you've done a lot, Deanna. You've been around the block, and you've also led people towards a new way of looking at their careers and doing something interesting, especially people who feel like Maybe they don't want to be in the clinical milieu so directly anymore. So thanks for doing that. And thanks for being a champion for case management, because it's a very important thing that many of us choose to do sometime in our careers.
1: Well, thank you for this opportunity, Keith. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, uh, you're the best. Thank you so much, Deanna. And I really encourage people to visit the case management, com and check out what you offer. So thank you. Thank you. And just a quick addendum for you here, dear listener. The correct link to go to is casemanagementinstitute.com forward slash nursekeith. That's casemanagementinstitute.com forward slash nursekeith. Thanks. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the Nurse Keith Show. And remember that the show notes for this episode are at nursekeith.com forward slash case management. I hope you feel uplifted, empowered, and informed from this episode. And I encourage you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your personal and professional satisfaction and happiness. And you know, there are job listings at nursekeith.com. That's right. You can find jobs from both Reload and ZipRecruiter in the resources section of nursekeith.com, as well as other great resources. Some of them are actually free for you to use that can help you take your life and career to the next level. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his team at thepodcastinggroup.com. And Mark Cappiespeason is our social media ringmaster. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith signing off from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Deanna Gillingham bidding you adios from
1: beautiful Porto Adventurous Mexico.
0: Ooh, so you're in old Mexico and I'm in New Mexico. And you know <laughs> what they say about New Mexico? It's not new and it's not Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so Deanna, thank you so much. And thank you to listeners who are tuning in and we will catch you next time here on the Nurse Keith Show.